What you're about to discover is the inspiration of a generation. This is the Millennial Spark. So hi everyone, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kayla McCool, and this is the Millennial Spark. For this episode, I want to talk about an article actually, and, and this is actually going to be a recurring theme among this podcast, but I hope to go through specific articles that this ministry has released in the past, sort of like a, a, a sequel or more, a more dive in of the article of, you know, why it was written and, and the uh, influences of that article. So today I was thinking of talking about the article called Headphones that can be found actually in our book. And we have released a book. It's called The, the Millennial Spark's Beginnings, a collection of the original blogs. So let's go ahead and read this first article. And this is how it goes. I don't have to hear it if I don't want to. I can drown this out, pull the curtains down on you. It's a heavy world. It's too much for me to care. If I close my eyes, it's not there. So this is actually a, a small bit from a, a song from, uh, many of you may know, Jars of Clay, the, the band, the Christian band, Jars of Clay. They have a specific song called Headphones. And here's the actual song lyrics for Headphones. I don't have to hear it if I don't want to. I can drown this out, pull the curtains down on you. It's a heavy world. It's too much for me to care. If I close my eyes, it's not there. The next stanza is this. We watch television, but the sound is something else. Just a song played against the drama, so the hurt is never felt. I take in the war fires, and I'm chilled by the current events. It's so hopeless, but there's a pop song in my head. And here's the next stanza. At the tube stop, which is a reference to television. At the tube stop, you sit down across from me. I think I know you, but the sad eyes that I see. And I want to tell you, everything would be okay. But you wouldn't hear it, so we go our separate ways. And here's the last bit that I really thought was significant. It's really the emotional part of the song. I don't want to be the one who tries to figure it out. I don't need another reason I should care about you. You don't want to know my story. You don't want to own my pain. We are living in a heavy, heavy world, and there's a pop song in my head. And so this seems to hint towards a father figure looking at his son and sort of telling his son that everything would be okay during this difficult time that they're going through, but he, won't, he doesn't uh, care to listen to his father. But that's the song that was in reference. That's what I was referencing in this article called Headphones in my book of the original blogs. Now, I did think to mention on the second paragraph of the article, it talks about an analogy. It talks about a story of a young man who's walking down a city sidewalk with his headphones on. He's enjoying his own small playlist that he made, like a Spotify playlist or, you know, just a, just a pop songs, just different songs. And... In this case, he's walking past a group of homeless people. You know, he, he's walking past a group who's broken and misguided. But the man that we're referring to is having no trouble at all. 
he has his headphones on, listening to what he wants to listen to. In his ignorance, he assumes that his inactivity or speechlessness will leave him guiltless. But as the theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer mentioned, not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. That story was actually in reference to Billy Graham's story that he often loved to preach about, where he was walking down a sidewalk, getting ready for a sermon. And of course, in this setting, a lot of people around him, he was walking across the, walking in the street. He was walking along the sidewalk. And as he was doing so, he looked over and saw an individual who, according to Billy Graham, he, he seemed depressed. He seemed sad. And he, he was, he was a, a businessman. He was, of course, wearing a suit and tie. But there was something that told Billy Graham that this individual was going through a tough time. And Billy Graham specifically said he wanted to go to that individual and just put his hands on his shoulders and tell him everything's going to be okay. And, and how there's a man named Jesus Christ who's there always for him, who's, who's willing to take away any sins he's had and, and to make hope for him for the rest of eternity in the future. And, you know, just that faith, hope, and love part of Christianity. And, and Billy Graham just wanted to tell him about the hope side of things. So that story, that small bit of a, an analogy, I guess you would call it, is actually in reference to an actual story that Billy Graham told during his sermons. I also want to mention in the fifth paragraph of the article, it's in reference to a, a Billy Graham quote that he get, often gave in, in his sermons. And in that specific quote, I, I think it's something along with the lines of, uh, if we don't help the other person, then maybe no one will. That really stuck with me, so I put it in the, the article, the blog. And as you can tell with this article called Headphones, Billy Graham was really an influence in making that content, in making that article, along with, of course, the song by Joseph Clay called Headphones. And talking about Billy Graham, I actually found a quote that also stuck with me. I'll go ahead and read the quote here. It says this, A person had asked Billy Graham, At some time we all feel overwhelmed by all the hurt in the world. How could we handle it better? And Billy Graham says, quote, Get involved. You can't heal every person. You can't feed every person. You can't give every person a home and a car. But you can help some people. Visit those in the hospital and pray with them. If we all do that, what a tremendous difference it would make. And this reminds me of the idea that, that I really never thought of until before this episode. Was the idea of taking vacations. That yes, it's, it's wonderful to help out the needy. But at the end of the day, this idea that Billy Graves was referencing to, you know, that there's always going to be poor people. There's always going to be homeless people, no matter how many people we help. And it's actually found in the Bible where Jesus is talking about sort of this idea of there's always going to be poor individuals. And so if you look at the book of Mark, chapter 14, 
And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having in a blaster box of ointment, of spikenard very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves, and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than three hundred pence, and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She is come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. And of course with that story, it's so interesting how Jesus sort of makes this reference to there's always going to be poor people, there's always going to be vulnerable and needy people, and people that we should be helping, if that makes sense. You know, there's always going to be good people, good innocent people who are just going through tough times, who are poor and just struggling. There's always going to be these types of people, always. That's what Jesus was referring to, and so that is the question of like, is it okay for us sort of take take a vacation from helping all these people? And I just found it interesting how, you know, that of, of the importance of taking a vacation for ourselves. It's and at first, at, at first thought, it seems sort of selfish in a way, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm just alone in that saying that, but. In that case, perhaps it's not so selfish. You know, that's good to help people and then at the same time take care of our own emotional needs. Billy Graham went on to say this quote as well. They asked him the question, what can we learn from Jesus about compassion? Billy Graham said, quote, Jesus never met a human need that he didn't supply. He made the blind to see, the mute to speak, and the deaf to heal. He touched and cleansed the lepers. He didn't just say, be clean. He touched them. He got involved with them. Compassion means not only that you sit and think about how terrible that is. It means that you get in step and try to help them. In other words, put words into action. You know, don't just sit back and and say this should happen, that, that should happen. But actually doing what needs to be done. And this can actually be in reference in a way to being your own leader in sort of making your own destiny. They also asked Billy Graham this, how can we be more compassionate? Billy Graham said this, quote, look for ways to help other people. If somebody is sick, if somebody is very old, we are to help. We are to be very kind and compassionate and loving. And the last quote I wish, wish to mention of Billy Graham they asked him the question, how does our relationship to the poor affect us? And Billy Graham said this, if we are blind to the suffering of others, then we have an even deeper blindness, a blindness of the spirit. And this actually reminds me of the quote that, that really impacted me and influenced me to write the article of headphones, is the quote that, if you don't help the other person, then maybe no one will. And that's sort of like a, a shock when you hear that, sort of how dark they can, things can be for that other individual and how important it is 
to go and reach out and to help them in that way. And lastly for this episode, I really, and I think this is really the most interesting part of it all, I read a book called 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And I love the book. It has a lot of great information. But there's one law that really bothers me, unfortunately, or, or, or that really got my attention. And I, I sort of, I like the other laws, the other 47 laws, and specifically towards this law. I didn't so much have a problem with it, but that I disagreed with his analysis. Again, of course, you know, the 48 Laws of Power is not in reference to, hey, this is good, this is evil. Rather, it's in reference to what is. No judging, no good, evil, anything like that or whatever. Let us accept how the, the laws of nature exist and go from there. So I, I don't see Robert Greene saying this as like, you know, don't help the needy because they're infectious. What I'm hearing him say is, if you help the needy, this is what will happen. There will, there will be negative consequences. And so the law I'm referencing to in the 48 Laws of Power book is law number 10, titled Infection, Avoid the Unhappy and Unlucky. It has a quick summary of this chapter. I'll go ahead and read it. It says this, You can die from someone else's misery. Emotional states are as infectious as diseases. You may feel that you are helping the drowning man, but you are only precipitating your own disaster. The unfortunate sometimes draw misfortune on themselves. They will also draw it on you. Associate with the happy and fortunate instead. And start off, they actually talk about an issue within the second paragraph of this law regarding the keys of power. And it says, The incurably unhappy and unstable have a particularly strong infecting power because their character and emotions are so intense. They often present themselves as victims, making it difficult at first to see their miseries as self-inflicted. Before you realize the real nature of their problems, you have been infected by them. Understand this. In the game of power, the people you associate with are critical. The risk of associating with infectors is that you will waste valuable time and energy trying to free yourself. Through a kind of guilt by association, you will also suffer in the eyes of others. Never underestimate the dangers of infection. So, so the message basically is, if you help people, it will be vastly negative. There will be vastly more negative consequences than positive. It says this in the fourth paragraph. There is only one solution to infection, which is quarantine. At the end of the chapter, it says this. This law admits of no reversal. Its application is universal. There is nothing to be gained by associating with those who inflict you with their misery. There is only power and good fortune to be obtained by associating with the fortunate. Ignore this law at your peril. And to be honest with you, I couldn't disagree more with Robert Greene regarding this law. And I, I don't know why he didn't see it from this perspective, and I think it's a rather simple part of it all to mention 
but it's actually a good thing to go help the needy in a way that not, not just saying that you should or you shouldn't, not just asking that, but it's actually healthy for emotional well-being. You know, it's, you all are familiar with my diagnosis of BPD, borderline personality disorder. And a part of that, having that disorder, they teach a class called DBT skills, dialectical behavior skills. And among those skills, it has it set up when you feel emotional distress, that there are two skills that you can practice to help yourself calm down. And both of these are in means of distraction. You know, if you're going through an emotional, painful time, these two skills are specifically meant for you to put your focus away from that negative thing, you know, to not ruminate about it, and then to put your full focus on something different. And so there are two skills that I mentioned here. The first is contribution. And so if you're going through a very difficult, emotionally stressed time, one of the best things you can do is to contribute to other people according to DBT skills. Because when you're helping the other individual, when you're putting the attention on the other individual, of course, it's less about you and more about helping the other person. And the second that I thought was interesting is the word comparison. And so what this is about, when you're going through an emotionally distressed time, you compare your difficult time that you're currently experiencing to either yourself in the past or to another person who has it tougher than you. And either way, it sort of teaches you that you're not at rock bottom when you go through these bad times, but rather you're okay where you're at. When we go through tough times, we can be non-judgmental and not be hard on ourselves and understand that difficult times will pass and that other people go through difficult times and, and they survive, they get through it. And so that's something we can do as individuals. Yes, we go through a tough time, but this will pass. We'll get through it. We'll survive. I hope this episode has brought some clarity from the article called Headphones. And to summarize it all up, there's sort of two sides to it, I guess you could say. One side saying to help people both from an ethical standpoint as well as a standpoint of our own emotional health through contributing to others as well as comparing ourselves to others and realizing we are not in as stressful thought as we thought we were, that we can get past this. And of course, on the other side of things is the question of taking a vacation from it all. And even, even Jesus mentioning that there will always be people who need help. So now I ask you the question, what, what do you think? Sort of help your own theology, your own answer. And this is what is required to become a spiritual leader, is to know what you believe in. And perhaps sometimes just to acknowledge that we don't know the answer. And then putting action behind words and trying to find out what we believe. You can read this article from me and my brother's book called uh, The Millennial Spikes Beginnings, a collection of the original blogs. 
and it's a collection of 32 articles that address us helping other people or even helping ourselves and acknowledging the uncon uncontrollable parts of life and ultimately our purpose in life. That's what the book talks about. So I hope you enjoy this podcast regarding the, the article of headphones in the book. Hope it brought some clarity. Hope y'all are well. And I'll talk with you in the next podcast. God bless.